most likely to show nip. Paris. Whether it be a full, what? Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the 100th episode of Hacker Slash. If you're joining us again, welcome back. We've been on quite the journey together. But if this is your first time listening, welcome to the party. We are a horror movie review podcast typically dedicated to telling you whether a movie is a hack, a total joke, a waste of time, or a slash. Totally killer, pun intended. My name is Chris. I am your friendly neighborhood slasher enthusiast. And joining me this week on this very special episode are the Superfly Space Guy, Mac. Happy 100. The Gore Lover, Alexis. Hey, everyone. The Cowardly Creeper, Ryan. It feels lame if I just say hiya. And the Scream Queen, Paris. Insert quip here. Now, fret not, dear friends. We'll be back on Friday with a normal movie review episode. But for our 100th episode, we wanted to just have a little bit of fun. We have some listener questions to answer, and we're also going to play a little game Paris came up with. Paris, what is that game? It's called Slasher Superlatives. Oh, I love it. Now, before we get there, we do have a bit of exciting news. Yeah, so last fall, our boy Peach, the resident automatonophobiac, announced he had to step away for a little bit just to focus on some things in his life. Um, But the good news is that he's right on schedule for a return, and he's actually going to be rejoining the team again. Peach is going to be helping us out with our Patreon content, and he's also going to be rotating in on future episodes. So excited to have him back. I know he's always passionate about the show, and he's always passionate about the future that we have ahead of us. Paris, I know you haven't met him, but you're going to love him. He's a great guy. I can't wait. He's super great. <laughs> also, I'm sure I've scared him a few times on here with some <laughs> of the stuff I've said. But Oh, that's okay. I love him dearly. <laughs> I love him dearly, and I know he loves me, so we're all good. <laughs> He's the wholesome part of our podcast, he honestly. He really is. He really is. <laughs> that's okay. When he returns, we're just going to have a couple like puppets sitting out here just to welcome him. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm going to get an Annabelle doll. We're going to scare the shit out of this guy. <laughs> all right, folks, let's go ahead and get into some of these listener questions. Now, we asked all of our listeners, hey, what do you have for us? You guys reached out to us via email, via social media, via our hacker slash hotline. And we have quite the list. So your first question, I know it's a sizzling one. What would make a horror movie legitimately scary if i were mac i'd say nothing uh nothing is scary of course always <laughs> mac still has to have an answer he can't cheap out of it <laughs> you can't you can't you've done that week after week you cannot do that on this episode <laughs> in my opinion um i'm all like about a really good creative looking scary uh, uh antagonist and also like you guys hear me talk about it not on 100 episodes probably 80 um but Anything that's like real life, like horror, like I'm just like, you know, violence against people, like anything that could happen, like home invasion, like all that kind of kind of stuff. And you guys heard me say, I like using horror to escape from reality. And so when the reality comes into the horror, I'm like, no, 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 this is not why I'm watching it. Like, sorry, I just need a little break from everyday horror. So (laughs) I agree with you about like the the real life horrors. But then also, I don't want to watch a movie with real life horrors. So it's like complicated, you know, because it's like <laughs> that sounds really confusing. It's effective. It, yeah, it's too effective. I don't yeah. want to be free, afraid in that way. Um, but it's pretty similar for me. I think like, I, look, look, let's be real. Jumps are scary. OK, if we're if we're being <laughs> honest in these movies, I like gross stuff and I like jumps. And, and, and that's how it is. I, I would be afraid of real life situations the most, but I don't want them. So you can keep them. I'm good. 
And that's why Crawl got you so many times in the movie theater. Yeah, Apex Predator, uh, man. Come on. Just watching just watching that and thinking about you too a few weeks ago. You rewatched Crawl? Yeah, because I got my boyfriend. In it. I, I thought it was great. Wow. He didn't think it was he so great. Yeah. That was all of our first dates with Ryan. Yep. Yeah, it was. Very true. <laughs> Me and Alexis had a great time. <laughs> I, legitimately scary would be footage of me that I didn't know about. If I went into a movie theater, (laughs) the movie started rolling and there was like an overhead shot of me, I'm freaked out. Legitimately scared to go home. So I think that's like the level that it would take. So nobody do that ever. Oh my God, we're totally playing that on you next week. No one's going to be here. (laughs) It's the best answer I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah, if I walk in here like next week, you open the door, but you're not there when I come in and no one's here and I look on the TV and it's me, I'm never coming back. That's just how this works. That would honestly be so scary. <laughs> it would. Uh, for me, it would just have to be like, for something to be really scary, it has to be plausible and I have to have some kind of personal connection to it. Like you guys always say like, am I going to lock my doors after watching this movie? So for me, it's like, like the purge was so scary because people could decide to do that one day. Um, and I don't want that to happen and I don't want to be near it if it does. Uh, but yeah, so it just needs to be something that could potentially threaten my own well-being in my actual life. Mm, well, that's good. That's good. And I feel like, I mean, I feel a similar way. I think there has to be some real stakes there. Um, my favorite type of horror is what's grounded in reality. But here's what I think would actually really, really, truly scare me. Because I feel like I'm kind of numb to things at this point in my life. You live for 30 years, you watch a bunch of horror movies, you get to that <laughs> point. But I would love to see a VR horror movie that somehow places you inside of it, but it still plays out. No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So I tried a VR game, you know, for those who have been with us all 100 episodes, we used to have Dan and Lee on the show. Dan had a VR game where you put on the headset and you had to navigate through an empty house essentially. And there were sounds and like, there's just darkness. Like, all you have is a flashlight, but you can't always have the flashlight. Like, sometimes you have to, like, shake it to turn it back on. I hate that. And sometimes you turn around and something would just get you. And that was terrifying. Nope. If I can see a horror movie like that without having, like, the plot progression of a game, I'd be really interested to see that. Have you seen that episode of Black Mirror where they, like, have this guy test out that video game? I have, yeah. That yeah. would be... We're in the new version of that. <laughs> FYI, season, uh, what, four? We're in it. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> All right, folks. Now, that was a nice way to start things off. Let's get into the next question, which I don't know if Alexis is going to have an answer to, but it's how much gore is too much gore? This one is easy for me because we've experienced it. And that's anytime you're showing someone get cut from groin to head with a hacksaw, it's <laughs> too much gore. Hot dog style cuts, not. too much? It's too much. Anytime you're doing a hot dog style cut, we too could, much. We could have all said Terrifier on three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't too much for Alexis, so. True. But it's too much. Uh, that's too when you, you know, that's like, that's the tipping point. That's when you've gone to ne- too too far for me. See, I just think like Terrifier, like it's just not plausible. I mean, it's 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 implausible, like, right. which I get. And I think sometimes, I mean, you know, you guys know I continued my i'm trying to still continue my saw journey uh got to five then i had nightmares so i had to stop for a little bit <laughs> but I, I there is a fine line for me yeah 
And it would definitely have to be, I feel, feel like, you know, Chris and I will sometimes debate on like what kind of like movies we want to do. And I'm like, okay, let's go for something hard. And I like threw out, threw out Cannibal Holocaust. And she was like, yeah, just look up the images. And I looked it up and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Actually, I never want to see something like that in my life. So I think when it's like, I get there's like this torture horror, like there's that part, but I'm like, okay, it's Saw, like it's entertainment, there's suspense behind it. But when a movie is solely based on the like torture of someone, like there's no plot, there's no nothing, I think that's that's a little too much gore. Like you need to have a storyline and yeah. then you're good. It becomes like an exploitation <laughs> film. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not all about that. I feel like for me, gore has to be used as like punctuation. Um, it has to just like, it's almost like seasoning in something. You have to use it carefully because you can overdo it. But if you get the balance just right, it makes it perfect. And white people don't use enough of it. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. But yeah, it just has to be like, you know, it has to, it has to have a point and it has to have an impact. So just like, it's like an exclamation point. You don't want to overuse them like in a tweet. I agree. I think for me, I think the obvious answer is Terrifier. We've talked about that so much on the show. Um, I did because I feel like I haven't seen a, all of the horror movies. I asked my boyfriend the question and he said Night of the Living Dead was too much. But I was wondering if, if that. I got human centipede when I asked mine. Really? I never made through like the first scene when I knew the idea. I was like, bye. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen that. Have do, do any of you have feelings about Night of the Living Dead as far as gore? No, I mean, that was totally chill. Not too much. No tengo nada. Yeah, it's All like right, a zombie well, movie. Like I expect gore and zombie movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He said it was the first thing that came to mind. So mm. I thought that was interesting. I feel that. I feel the hot dog style cut because that was ooh, that was something to look at. To be fair, he hasn't seen the hot dog cut, so he that would win, I'm sure. <laughs> show him a clip and see what he thinks. You're going to scar him for life. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't show him. That man is too pure. Leave him alone. He is innocent of anything. <laughs> too much gore for me is... In the likes of like what we see in the later Saw movies, that like for me to just watch a movie and enjoy it, that's too much for me. But I still respect it. I get what it is. The threshold of truly too much gore that seems unnecessary to me, the 2007 Halloween remake. Okay. I can see that. Because that's not what Michael Myers is. What, right. Like the amount of gore that's in that. And then, like, there's a rape scene in there in, like, the extended cut. Yeah. Unnecessary. Oh, in the extended cut. I was going to say, I thought I saw that in theaters, and I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. It's uncomfortable at best. But we're going to go in a different direction now that I bring up the remake of things. What do you feel is the best horror remake you've seen? This was a tough one because most of them are pretty bad. But what? I feel like most remakes are are. are Mostly bad. I actually think the House of Wax remake, though, was one of the best ones, at least one of the best ones that we've covered. Okay. I like that. Y'all know I like that movie. I also had that thought. <laughs> I actually had a harder time coming up with a worse remake only because there's so many. What? Oh. <laughs> um, I am really into Amityville. We haven't really talked about that. Ooh. And I really yeah. enjoyed the remake. And I saw the, re the remake much before I saw the original. And I know there's like a lot of like sequence uh, there's a lot of sequels and stuff happening with that series but that's a remake that i really like plus like ryan reynolds in those pajama bottoms with that axe yeah not something i had considered but yep <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's exactly what i thought of um i actually i kind of split my vote I'm, I'm torn between two of them suspiria is like honorable mention because i loved 
the ending and I loved a few things about it a lot more than the original, but overall, I can't say it's the best remake. So the number one spot for me goes to actually Carrie. Uh, Ryan, I remember last week you said you hadn't seen this movie, but I love the remake so much because it brings together Chloe Grace Moretz and Julianne Moore, and they are both just like giving performances of their lifetime in that remake. So if you haven't seen that and you like Carrie, watch that version of it. I will take your word. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I when I was like fumbling through remakes and movies, I heard that was on the worst list, but it, I guess it's really? all... Yeah. Paris does not follow the rules of the world. Yes, we know. I guess not. (laughs) Always opposite. (laughs) Yes. Listen, I like what I like. Well, that's funny that you mentioned Suspiria because I actually put that on my uh, like favorite remakes along with House of Wax. I think House of Wax, I was like, like, I'm not going to like this movie or whatever, but I really enjoyed it. But Suspiria, I think I just love the like moment I'm in. I love Dakota Johnson in it. And it's great. It's great. As a note, like the old House of Wax was so not good that it had to be a great remake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I loved it. I, for know. An old I know that I'm the only one that feels that way, but <laughs> I'll stand by that. Chris, what do you think is the best remake? I said Halloween, but I know that's not the case at all. <laughs> I think she's going to pick Black Christmas. <gasps> no. No, no, no. It's the other I one. I like though. how we just don't let her talk and we just give her. <laughs> well, what do you think? The whole podcast, just so you guys know, is just about if we can figure out what Chris is thinking before she says it. That's the whole game. <laughs> I think not Black Christmas, although I know she loved Black Christmas, but what was the other one? There was It, Child's Play, Pet Cemetery. I feel like. We reviewed it at the end of last year is what I'm thinking of, but I can't think of what it is. But I might just be wrong. I might actually just be thinking of Black Christmas. Oh, Chris, we're dying here. What is it? So this is a very specific question for me because I want to automatically eliminate all reboots. Sometimes people look at like, you know, newer movies that come out. So like Friday the 13th example reboot. What's your guess, Alexis? My Bloody Valentine? No way. The Town That Dared Sundown. Another good question. Um, I'm close. So Halloween 2018, another reboot, right? My favorite remake is actually the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? (laughs) Yeah. Because I did not. I respect how iconic the original original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, right? I get it. But it's also not my cup of tea. There's the dinner scene with like grandpa and like all the... All that screaming and everybody's so sweaty and Franklin's annoying and it's just, it's not my cup of tea. The remake with Jessica Biel made me like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I thought it was just so well done. That's insane. I thought you hated all of them. Yeah. I didn't. No, I, I like the remake. I think uh, I didn't, I hadn't listened to that episode and I wasn't on it, so. That was the episode before Alexis joined the team. Oh my Ooh. God. <laughs> I think every time I hear her talk trash about Texas Chainsaw, I just assume it's the most recent one. That's crazy. There is a particular way that they show a death in the very beginning that kind of kicks everything off that I really loved. And then there is the way that they kind of pull at your heartstrings with like some of the relationships with certain characters that wasn't really present in the first movie outside of Franklin and his sister's like relationship. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a quality remake. Is the first one that you're referring to, the first death, is that the one related to transportation? Yes. Ah, so good. So iconic. Amazing. I don't remember either. So uncomfortable. But now I want to go watch it again. But let's let's flip the script over here. The worst remake. And I know I know we've been asked we were asked this in the past. 
And I definitely answered that as the 2007 Halloween. So I'm going to go second worst remake. And that's going to be a tie for me. <laughs> as the most disrespectful remake, right? It's going to be Psycho from 1998. You took mine. That's okay. I'll <laughs> let you elaborate on it. My backup <laughs> is A Nightmare on Elm Street, 2010. Ooh, burn. Uh, yeah. How dare you? One. How dare I you? I still want to see that. It's still good. It's not the worst remake ever. It is not the worst remake. <laughs> it's not even the worst remake we've reviewed. No, it's certainly not the worst remake ever. However, the worst remake ever is the 2007 Halloween. So I'm like working my way down the list. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> the ones I dislike, they're worse in my opinion for things that I dislike. I'll go. You guys, Prom Night, we just watched this. The remake okay. was literally a lie. And it was a steaming pile of shit. But if you hate both, it's not really like the worst remake. Yeah. You know? I, I didn't hate the original. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying though. <laughs> I think I speak for everyone here, except for one. And I'm going to say uh, Psycho because literally I was watching the same movie with updated characters. So literally a total joke waste of time. And Vince Vaughn is shitty in it. Ew. He needs to stay to like yeah, masturbating. Vince Vaughn is not something we need to see. When you get to that scene, though, make sure closed captioning is turned on because they like oh, describe yeah. it in a really hilarious way. I don't even remember the words that they chose, but it's funny. Fapping. <laughs> Fapping. No, that that movie Psycho was was pretty bad. And it was so bad. It's like why did why Vince Vaughn? Why did you think this was going to be a good idea for your career? But I don't think it's the worst remake. I think the made-for-TV version, the little three-part special of The Shining was the worst remake. It was trash. It was so bad. Because the original Shining, in my opinion, is amazing. I know there's a lot of people that disagree. But the movie is is just, it's a masterpiece. And then to like see that movie and then see this like really badly made like TV version with like really bad effects and stuff going on, it was just a disgrace. Yeah, it's it's not good. I wish it had gone the other way around, you know. I wish they had tried like to make a made for TV version first and then suddenly decades later an amazing theatrical release comes out that is way better, kind of like it. That would have been okay. Mm-hmm. Although I love the TV version of it. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. But no, The Shining made for TV not not recommended. I think it's the worst remake. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't have a solid answer for this question. I think there's like a lot of remakes that suck, but like, what is the worst? And the other thing is a lot of these remakes that they're like, okay, so we were doing some research, looking through lists and stuff online. And a lot of movies that I love are on all these lists. Same. Like the movies that we just <laughs> talked about, like House of Wax, the remake is on the worst list. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like all these different things. So, you know, I, I'm going to sit out of this one. I don't have a good solid answer here. I would say if you had seen Evil Dead, you could say it was one of the one of the worst remakes simply because it didn't need to happen. The newer one? Yeah. I didn't watch it. It just oh, didn't need to it happen. It was good. It was good. I didn't say it was a bad movie, but I don't know why they remade it. But I also thought Thirteen Ghosts was good. So And that's again, that's another that's another that's on was. the list. But I didn't see the original, so I can't really like consider that. Look, here's the thing, guys. I think we all get at least that one movie that's highly questionable. Where it just discredits our opinions on a lot of things. It's fine. It's okay. I completely forgot that on my list of best remakes is a uh, fucking Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I guess I've never seen the original, so yeah. that's why. No, that's that's a solid remake. But what do we think about Shaun of the Dead? 
I'm just kidding. Also brilliant. Have, yeah, that's actually, I always get those two confused. I never know what anyone's talking about. Shaun of the Dead is also great. We have a next uh, question coming up here, and maybe this will make things a little bit easier for you, Ryan. Uh, I think we might all have a similar answer for this one. And I know this question comes to us from Greg, because Greg and I bonded long ago when the show first started about my particular distaste for The Shining. So sorry, Mac. He asks, what is the worst horror movie, and why is it The Shining? So pissed at that. I know, I don't agree. <laughs> I'm so pissed. <laughs> I love The Shining. I do too. It's slow, but I think it's a slow burn, but it's good. It's, you witness a man going insane. Yeah. It's meant to be slow. I've never seen The Shining. What? You should read the book. I'm not reading the book. Back to the question, ignoring the second half about The Shining. The worst <laughs> movie is The Blair Witch Project. What? Wow, I cannot believe. I didn't hate that. Truly, a truly... A true hate in my heart for Are this movie. Are you kidding me? You must have watched it like later in your life. No. Watched okay. it when I was like in like middle high school. But it was just the corniest thing I've ever seen in my entire Ryan, existence. I am deeply concerned that you did not just say thanks killing. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> to be fair, thanks killing, is, thanks killing is what I wrote down. But is that even a horror movie? Like, does that count? It's a joke. Like, it's an internet thing, I feel like. I mean, it's a movie. I get it. Uh, it's definitely Thanksgiving, but also I, this just occurred to me right now. The Blair Witch Project sucks. But which one was more entertaining? The Thanksgiving was more entertaining. The Blair yeah. Witch Project was mm. very dark, very dumb. Blair Witch Project Two is very dumb. I trust that. So I'm I'm torn between two. One isn't necessarily a horror movie, um, but I watched it like probably a few months ago, and my boyfriend came down. He's like, "That movie sucks," and I was like, "Hmm." Let me get through it. It's with Mark Wahlberg. It's called The Happening. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of that as for my answer. <laughs> that's like a thriller, right? It's like suspense. So that's why I was like, maybe yeah. it's not a so horror stupid. movie. It is. It really is. No, it's a horror movie. It, yeah, it's labeled under horror. You don't like it when trees kill people? Yeah. Mother Nature bites back. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the South during uh, you know during springtime when all the pollen is out. Yes, pretty much like right now. Um, and then I think my other one would be like the recent Grudge reboot because I think I came out during like the hype, the hype of the ring, the hype of the Grudge. Like I got watched these in theaters with my friends when I was like 14 or 15. Like I loved it. And so I was like really excited for something good. And no kidding. They took the same exact movie and placed it in America. <laughs> and I was so freaking disappointed. So for that, that gets one. visually kind of cool. But still one of the worst movies I've seen. Alexis, since you since you already mentioned The Happening, I'm going to go with my other M. Night Shyamalan take, which is The Village. Oh. Have you guys seen The Village? Yes, and it was great. I did enjoy The Village. I liked it too. I don't know why everyone jokes on this movie. Okay, so my mom and I, we love M. Night Shyamalan. Um, and we saw the trailer for that movie, so we were super excited. And we were looking at it and we were like, what if it's just like, because we lived in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the time. And we were like... What if it's just like Amish people that are like afraid of society? And we were like joking. And then we went to see the movie and then it was basically that. And we were so underwhelmed and so disappointed. And I just can't watch it anymore. I'm just like, this is, for me, that was when M. Night Shyamalan like really, you know, he went off the deep end and kind of lost a lot of the hype that he had built in his horror career. And then the happening happened and it just got worse. That explains why we have the question, how does everyone feel about being duped by M. Night Shyamalan and the shitty films he made after The Sixth Sense and Signs? That question came from my mom. <laughs> um, I I do understand where she's coming from. Signs, though, I mean, Signs is good. It, it Signs was be... so good. Yeah, Sa- was Signs really was included. Good, yeah. That's one of the good ones. Oh, though. okay, my bad, my yeah. bad. Yeah. So Signs, Signs yeah. is okay. Yeah. 
I'm a fan. I'm a fan of him aside from the happening. What about the visit? Did you see that? I no. didn't see the visit. I haven't no. seen that. I'm annoyed by how many movies he has that just have one word titles. So <laughs> well, he's true. got the in them, right? Uh, some uh, sometimes. sometimes, but yeah. basically always one word, give or take a the. Yeah. All right. So The Shining is obviously not the worst horror movie ever made because it's amazing. So if I had to pick one, I would love to, you know, just dump further on Thanksgiving because it's trash. And uh, yeah, anytime you get a chance. Absolutely. Why not take the opportunity to say what a trash movie it is? I'd like to uh, take this opportunity for worst horror movie. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving. So I won't won't beat a dead horse there or a dead bird. (laughs) (laughs) But I will amend an answer that is one of what I think is the worst horror movies, but also one of the worst remakes ever made. Can't believe I forgot about this. The 2006 Black Christmas. Oh, yeah, you do hate that one. It's the only one I've seen. So in the original Black Christmas, there's like this mysterious killer inside the house, right? And this movie plays on the idea that uh, the original writer had as a backstory. But there's a lot of child molestation, incest, eyeball eating, uh, jaundice. Like the killer is yellow. Uh, It is just a fucking wild movie that's... Also a disservice to the Black Christmas title. And Gretchen Wieners is in it. Which is one of the only (laughs) redeeming parts about it. It's the only reason I went to see it. (laughs) So let's take things in a more positive direction here. Let's take a walk down memory lane and think back to how we got our origin story. This question is a little bit of a two-parter. It comes from two different listeners. But let's consider which horror movie scared you the most. And subsequently, unless it's the same movie, which movie brought each of us to be the horror fans we are? So this question's super easy for me. Um, the scary movie that just like sat with me, and I know that mostly it has to do with the timing in my life that I saw it, is The Ring. Like I can, I I think for like ten years I wouldn't be in a room that was had the TV off, and if there was white noise on the TV, there's no way I'm staying in that house. Um, <laughs> It ruined me. It ruined me. Like even with things that maybe didn't even have anything to do with the movie, like keeping the shower curtain open, like everywhere I go, if I've been in your house in the past 15 years, I've opened your shower curtain just so you all know. Um, (laughs) It's like, that is the movie that just ruined me. And as far as like what made me become the horror fan that I am, because I don't necessarily think that that's it. um, I think Final Destination had a big play in that. I loved that series. Yes, I was the perfect age for it when it came out. And I was like sneaking in to see R-rated movies and stuff. Um, I I have a hard time picking one specific point where I became a horror movie fan. But I think that had a big play in it. First of all, I don't think it's weird to open shower curtains because... It, I don't know why they're so freaky, but when you walk into a bathroom and there's yeah. just like void of unknown, you just, you're like, I need, I need to know that no one's back there waiting. But like you've been in the house, like I've never yeah. closed mine. I open my yeah. own shower curtain up. Yeah. Sometimes you're just kind of like, shoo, it's real fast. ridiculous. <laughs> and then what would we do if somebody was in there or have, okay. Have you ever been so paranoid <laughs> that you thought as you open it and look in someone's sneaking out and then they go back in when you close it? No? Okay. Like sneaking out the other side? Oh, when I've gone into the shower, yeah. I've, I've yeah. thought about You've that, You've ever been yeah. like, is somebody also stepping out at the same time? I definitely thought about that. That's a different level of terror. Uh, definitely American Horror Story season one, I think, has like something happening with a shower and a shower curtain and someone's in there and yeah, it's not good. No me gusta. I like that it's like mostly modern movies that you've quoted. To, to me, they're modern because I'm older or whatever, but when I was younger and saw The Exorcist, that mm. definitely freaked me out the most 
especially if you have like any sort of Catholic upbringing and like when you're, when you're like a preteen or a teen, you're like, Oh, this is so real. It's going to happen one day, man. Um, but it's not the one that made me into who I am. I, this one is not even a horror movie and I've mentioned it before, but E.T. There's, well, you must really like your sticker I got you then. <laughs> I do. So I don't know if you remember an E.T. in the beginning. You can't really see him yet, but there's like that. They're like running through a field and it's dark and they're like looking for him. And as a little kid, that freaked me out. Oh, he scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I made the I'm cutest sound, so. No, he was scary. You're probably the same size as E.T. though. Like height-wise. <laughs> Still am. It's funny though, because I also had, I feel like. When I think of horror, I'm like, okay, cool. I remember, thank you, Dad, for uh, helping me bring me into this by introducing me to Chucky mm. at a young age. Um, so no kidding. I, I swear, like, I will never remember a dream, but I'll remember this one. And I might have said it on the podcast before, but I'm sleeping and then my mom's tucking me in or like I'm about to go to sleep. My mom's tucking me in. Chucky jumps on her back and starts stabbing my mom. Mm. I had this at a very young age and I was so afraid, you know, when you go to Spencer's back then they had the Chucky doll, super scary, super scary. So I think that's when I got my first taste of horror. I don't know if I necessarily knew like what it was, nor could I watch it during that time. Probably it was probably just on and he's like, yeah, sure. Just watch it. Like that's my mom what, killed it. That's what my dad did, but with awesome powers. And my mom was furious. And that's why you're hilarious now. Although also relatively do. <laughs> there you go. Awesome jokes. But I think, um, you know, growing up, like watching horror, just uh, we've talked about this before, like anything in the 90s, I really love like the faculty. I know I know you did last summer. I know not not everyone's fave. Um, you know, the Blair Witch Project. I remember my mom being scared shitless at home from watching <laughs> that movie and um scream so all of those have had so much like like so much pull on me and why i love like horror so much and i think that's why i always gravitate towards 90s even if it's trash i'll still love it i actually had <laughs> mine already ready and then you reminded me of chucky and i was like no when i was a child i used to literally like line up my stuffed animals around my room so that they could like keep watch while i was asleep just in case <laughs> he came in to try to kill me that's awesome it was definitely scary as a child <laughs> Would would and I'm curious for you two who are scared of Chucky. Was it like the old school child's play movies that scared you when it was more serious? Yeah. Or was it like when they became titled Chucky and he started becoming more vulgar and more comical? No, the original for sure. No, it was definitely like first movie. Because it's like <laughs> it, it was also around the same time as like Toy Story. So you like weren't sure if toys came to life when you weren't looking or not. And also it's very deceiving that first movie. You're like, oh my God, they're making toys. Like, yeah. <laughs> which is, I uh -huh. remember this sequence so easily. I'm like, it's a toy movie. My dad's like kept it on. <laughs> <laughs> I had the, uh, what is it called? The My Buddy doll or whatever it was called. No. Yeah. Whatever the real world, I don't know. It's just. Yeah, we whatever, have one over here too. What, yeah. So I had that as a little kid. So when I saw the movie, I thought it was the funniest thing on earth. Cause like, you're like, come on, I, I have that thing. And what I used to do like back when I was like, I don't know, like five or six is I would put like the wrong tape in and then it would just like speak in tongues, which was awesome. Who are you? Mac is a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that little kid just like sitting there at a doll, like just blabbering on nonsense? It's hilarious. This is why you're never afraid of anything. That is, might be why. <laughs> That's exactly why. Um, but the one that I did have prepared before you reminded me of that was... um. In when I was about like 12 years old, my mom took me to see a movie called Darkness Falls. 
And I don't oh, know if you guys so have, good. have you guys seen this? Yes. I don't know if it's still good because I haven't seen it since. But basically, it's about like these people who accuse this woman of like being a witch and like saying she stole all these kids and then they burn her alive or something and she like curses the town and then after she dies, like all the kids are fine and they're like, oh fuck. Um, but basically, she's like a spooky tooth fairy. And at the time, I had just lost my last baby tooth. And, like, my mom had no idea what she was bringing me into. Um, but we saw this movie, and it was like, yeah, this witch comes and, like, kills your child as soon as they lose their last baby tooth. And I was like, fuck, that's me right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I distinctly remember we had this, like, staircase when we would go into our house at the time. And it had, like, a really, like, tall space above it. And there's a scene in that movie where she's, like, up in that space. And yes. every time I went into the house at night, I would like look up real quick and run up the stairs at the same time. I loved that movie. Now, that was early 2000s horror that I could get behind. Yeah, I definitely like that. I wonder if it's still good. <laughs> I hope so. I don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> but for me, the movie that made me like truly, truly fall in love with horror was Your Next. Um, and that's a more recent one. But the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, OK, because like in my mind, the genre had already been established of like what this what a horror movie experience is. And this was the first time I saw it flipped on its head and like kind of played out in a very realistic way as far as I was concerned. So that was the first time I was like, oh, this is actually really fucking cool. And I want to see more things like this. Oh, I love that. I think one of the ones that made me the horror fan I am today, obviously, like it's no surprise here. It's Halloween. Um, Michael Myers as an antagonist is the only horror movie character who has ever made an appearance in a nightmare for me. And it's not even that I get scared watching the movie, but this idea of being a shape with a blank face on which you could project to your worst fears, that's mm-hmm. terrifying. But it is not the one that stuck with me the most or scared me the most as a child. Like Mac, I had a... Sem- well, Mac, I think, had a probably way more Catholic upbringing than I did. We weren't really a church-going <laughs> family, but I did go to, go to church occasionally, baptize did the first communion. I think I did everything except my confirmation, so I bailed out of Catholicism at the last possible second. But I saw the Amityville horror, and I was terrified, not of what I saw in the movie, but of the true story behind the movie, or like the the DeFeo murders. And I was terrified. I'll never forget this. I remember riding my bike out in my driveway in Texas, terrified that i was gonna get possessed by something and kill my entire family (laughs) like that scared the shit out of me so you're mostly afraid of yourself yeah well like i was afraid of this idea of possession and you know i got a little bit older and i lost all semblance of spirituality so like that kind of shit doesn't scare me now but as a kid that was that was rough interesting story amityville uh on long island um you know my parents i remember when the movie came out uh, or actually one of the reboots came out, they like really dismissed it because they were just like, it's just a bunch of BS because they're from Long Island. I'm from Long Island. So. Oh, my dad is too. Interesting. <laughs> they probably knew each other. You know how people from New York, everyone knows yep. each other. They'll be like, they'll be like, which town on Long Island? You'll say it and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Center Reach. Us. No, not us. But uh, yeah, they, they totally dismissed it. So I never really got into it. Oh, that's weird because my dad said, I mean, he wasn't all about it, but like my dad definitely was like, oh yeah, shit happened there. Yeah. It's been some controversy over the years because of it. For sure. Now, we did talk a little bit about Halloween, um, which brings us to the next question. This, this is an interesting one, and I'm not sure that anyone else here has seen this movie, but why is Halloween 3 Season of the Witch considered a Halloween film? I'm happy to take this one, but has anyone seen it? Um, nope. love it. Nope. <laughs> I really like it. 
I love the mask. I love the whole idea of like people putting on this mask and then being like, you know, I don't know. It definitely doesn't, I will agree, it doesn't fit into the Halloween saga, but like. I think I opted out of, of watching this movie after talking to you, Chris. Really? I can't imagine I would have said anything bad about it. I don't think you said anything bad. I think when you just described kind of what it was about and why it happened, I was like, well, it's not really what I'm looking for. And I All right. So let, we'll break this down. We'll break this down for the listeners who are curious but don't know. Um, don't feel up to the Googling. Halloween was originally intended to be a one-movie story. That's it. There was never a planned sequel. In the 1980s, there was a push for a sequel. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill ended up writing it. They were, like, in the midst of a breakup, so to speak. And John Carpenter famously wrote that movie while drinking a six-pack of beer. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to really kill Michael <laughs> this time. There's no way he's coming back. And their vision for what Halloween would be after that would just be an anthology. So Michael Myers was to be one chapter in this entire story of movies titled Halloween that show terrible things happening on and around the holiday of Halloween. So that was this movie, Season of the Witch. It went a totally different direction. And I mean, by my opinion, it's a good movie on its own. Like if you were to watch this and not have the, the seed planted in your mind that Michael Myers is going to be up in this bitch. You're going to like, you're probably going to like the movie. It's actually really solid, but so many people discredit it because there's no Michael Myers in it. But I wonder if they would have kept going with that, how that would have looked. Cause I totally would buy into that for sure. I mean, I want to imagine that we would have landed somewhere like trick or treat, right? Yes. Which I'm a fan of. That's immediately it. the thought I had yeah. was like, that could have been one of them. Well, John Carpenter directed the first Halloween he did not direct Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And that brings us to our next question, which is, who are your favorite horror directors? Uh, obviously, for me, one of my favorites is John Carpenter. I've loved just about everything he's done. But my two up-and-coming uh, directors behind that would be Jordan Peele and Sophia Tikal. What about you guys? George Romero. Because of all of his hard work, we now have the modern zombie like genre and all those all those early like living dead movies i mean just just amazing before it was completely played out and you're begging them to end you know the walking dead season 30 um it was still kind of like fresh and fun i feel like for a couple decades and just i mean absolutely amazing there's like cultural statements going on in the movie uh there's like zombies like we've never seen them and now of course it's the standard for what a zombie is so yeah just just fantastic director Love all those the, the movies that come after it as well. So really solid. Um, I'll go with one of my favorites, which is a classic, kind of like um, what Chris did. But um, mine's going to be Wes Craven. Um, I love what he's got going on. I'm sure Ryan can agree. We both love Freddy. We love the look of Freddy. Yes. Um, I like him for Scream, though. Scream is like super fantastic. Um, and I think... What really made me like him even more is when we reviewed Scream on this podcast to see everyone's different perspective and then like all the stuff that's just behind it and it's so packed and I never really like watched that and like understood it and I thought it was genius. But um, I'm going to give it up for my guy Eli Roth. You know, I like him too. And then I couldn't walk out of here without saying James Wan. I like what he did in the... Um, beginnings of the saws and i also love all the insidious no matter how crazy they get they're pretty good oh 
Man, James Wan, I felt, needed to back away from horror for a while because he could just put up the same shit over and over again. Okay, it is the same shit. But if you like that same shit and you just keep getting more of it, Alexis just loves things to love them and it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. doesn't matter the quality. She loves it anyway. (laughs) For me, I'm going to be straightforward. I I don't talk about like directors and stuff a lot um, because it's not something that I really pay a lot of attention to. But Jordan Peele everything he's done so far obviously i can't wait to see the rest of what he creates in this world but um he has to be the one that i would nod to uh i'm i i love it every bit of it everybody gives him a lot of criticism for different things he does i love it keep doing it absolutely i actually um i made a list of like the top horror movies that came to my mind in on like my list uh and the only two directors that repeated were uh jordan peele and then ari aster so I guess I'll give mine to Ari Aster because so far he's made two of my favorite films of all time with Hereditary and Midsommar. And I love his, the way he blends like an, like sort of like an indie art film with new horror and the way he makes the gore like super impactful, even though there's not like a ton of it. So he gets my vote and I can't wait to see the rest of what he does. Wow. I hated Hereditary so much. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) did not like hereditary and that fear makes me fearful of watching midsummer i say still watch it i also love that he just like he gives his actors a like the space to give like really great performances so you have florence Pugh in midsummer like giving the performance of her life and then you have tony collette just like acting in hereditary and i love when like women are given like really good scenes and really good scripts and they just like run with them so i hope he gives more of that ryan you just mentioned you couldn't stand hereditary uh I think some might describe it as being overrated, uh, if that's a a fair assessment there. So that brings us to our next question here. What is the most overrated horror movie? So I actually have like a a whole thing in horror that is overrated to me, and it's Jason. Like, I've never cared about a movie that Jason is in. And I can't say that I've seen them all, but uh, it's just... It just doesn't do it for me. Like we got like Freddy, we have Michael Myers, and I feel like usually people put Jason in that in that triangle of like the the classics, and, and it just doesn't do it for me. I I I, I could go without it forever. I think it's because he has a look, you know. He has like an iconic look to him. He accessorizes well. He's got the uh, you know, he's got the <laughs> mask going on. He's got the uh, yeah large pointy thing. It's like I'm more thrilled by the people dressing up as him for Halloween than I am by the movies. I I remember watching, I forget which one we were reviewing, but I ended up watching like six or seven um, of the Friday the 13th movies. And I actually like, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Didn't you go through a whole like. I went through a whole yeah. bunch of them within like a week and it was good. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't see it as overrated like completely, but it is. Yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. A little bit overrated. He's not as great as Michael and Freddy, and that's Correct. usually where he's placed. No, he's definitely like the C team in this scenario. He's definitely not A team or even B team here. But I think Paranormal Activity or Paranormal Snoozevity mm. super overrated. <laughs> no payoff on those. So true. Sure. No payoff at all. Nope. No happy ending. I loved the first Paranormal Activity just because it was so different. It was definitely like a moment in time to appreciate, but like as a movie. I only saw it in theaters and I don't remember much about it. I just remember liking it. So you guys are probably right. It probably doesn't stand up like it did. Um, But my vote goes to Alien because that shit's in the Library of Congress and why? (laughs) 
<laughs> nope. Get it out of there. It's not oh, good. That's an attack. <laughs> Max crying right now. I already hacked it. This isn't a surprise. <laughs> Have you seen any of the follow-ups? Any nope. of the sequels? Not gonna. Maybe maybe that needs to be a part of it for you to understand the whole existence of the universe. Yeah, but like the, that one is in the Library of Congress, and that's the epitome okay, of overrated. But those are old white people that probably made that decision. So like <laughs> yeah <laughs> forget the library of congress but in general i feel like if you watch like i feel like if you watch like prometheus and a few of the others you might enjoy it a little more you might appreciate it as it ages at least make it to aliens sigourney weaver is even more badass in the second one i guess we'll never know oh we will it'll be on the calendar don't oh you damn worry. it will won't it <laughs> so look, the shining I'm, I'm not a big fan of it but i do think there's one more overrated than that and that is the grudge I remember seeing that in movie theaters, being bored out of my mind, and <laughs> I remember I know people were really excited for this new grudge that came out, but even that was a disappointment. I just don't get what's so scary about it. It's funny because I can't actually distinguish in my head, like I know I've seen the grudge, but what I mean is like I can't like see it in my head. Like I can only think of the ring. I can't think of the grudge as its own thing. The grudge when she comes out of a well. No. It's not. That's the ring. Okay. That's, nope, the ring. that's the ring. See, exactly. Right, this is exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Maybe it's because no one can remember seeing the grudge, but they can remember hearing the grudge. And it was like the... Um... <laughs> yes. The invention of vocal fry. Yes. So yes, is yes. that the one? That's not the one with the little boy? It is the one with the little boy in the closet. Uh, he has like a I'd... little bowl cut and he's all like powdery. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yeah. The hand in the back of the head when she's washing her hair. Yes. Remember that? Okay, There's a lot of greasy wet hair involved in both of these films. Dark, greasy wet hair. So. And then the ring is Samara. Yes. Much better backstory. And here's the thing. I feel like it kicked off this whole movement, right? You have the ring, right? You have the grudge and you have one missed call. You have white noise. It's just this never ending string of movies that were exactly the same thing but different and it wasn't like different in a unique way it was unique it was different in a damn you fooled me into paying admission to come see something that is actually something i've already seen before how disappointing <laughs> well it was also just let's take these movies from asia and make them american in in some ways i mean in that same train of thought there's this film called x day which is literally an asian horror film about haunted hair extensions um, and when they get clipped into your hair, they kill you. And that's actually a lot of fun. I appreciate that. You know what um, really I think is overrated? Um, there are some that are really good and some that aren't are all of the senses movies. So it's like you can't hear, or you can't speak, or you can't see or something oh. like that. Um, so I'll take a quiet place. I'll give you that. But there's a few on Netflix that are trying to turn it. And I'm like, what's going on here? I watched what I would consider basically a dupe of a quiet place can't even think of what it was called at this point on netflix. on netflix yeah was it with the deaf girl yeah yeah it was a deaf girl it was like the same situation they had a deaf jo a deaf daughter like it was very similar and it's just funny to me how how they can make a movie like that and it's basically the same yeah it was really sad to me when bird box came out and came out after a quiet place because i was i remember listening to the audiobook of bird box and thinking like, oh, this is actually pretty good. This could be like a good movie. And then A Quiet Place came out. And I was like, yo, they could never make that into a movie now. Because because yeah. I mean, A Quiet Place was amazing. And then they did make it into a movie. And then I was like, they should not have done this. Yeah. Wait, you didn't like A Quiet Place? No, no. I love A Quiet Place. I didn't love Bird Box. So. Yeah, I forgot about Bird Box. But I, I'm not going to lie. I actually enjoyed that movie. Bird Box <laughs> was, was a moment. It was entertaining. I have not seen Bird Box. Oh, man. You avoided all the internet 
just eyes closed wow, all the time. I, the if memes. you haven't seen it, you should you should read the book first and then watch it. I've heard of Bird Box. And I feel like I, I figure out like who dies in Bird Box because it was all over the internet. Same problem I had with Midsommar. I just can't believe you didn't watch it and give in. Don't do it. Just read the book first, at no, least. Just put it on the list, watch. you guys. It's a fun watch. It'll get there eventually. It'll get there eventually. But let's go here because I think, Mac, you're kind of leaning in this direction. What horror movie has disappointed you? And now let's be clear. This is very different from being the worst horror movie ever. This is one like you had high hopes for. And you expected better. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to something Alexis said earlier, because I found Insidious disappointing. Because they couldn't even come up with their own villain. They had to use Darth Maul from <laughs> that dude Star, <laughs> from Star Amazing. Wars episode that show one. That was scary. Are you kidding me? It was scary. It was I mean, so scary. As soon as I saw Darth Maul sharpening his like I don't even know what he was sharpening, but I Truly. was like, this is hilarious. Why was it? What Darth is this Maul? happening? Yes. One of the jump scares is Darth Maul sitting behind a guy just saying, hey. <laughs> why was it Darth Maul? That is such a great question. Like, why? Yeah, that was that's where like I got to that point and I was like, all right, I'm over this. They couldn't be a little bit more original. It looks like someone was like, yo, that guy looks bad. Make something that looks exactly like him, but not. They could have used blue instead of red and been right. totally different. You know? It looks like he was going to go to a football stadium then. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think the two of the most uh, like most disappointing like movies that like I had so many high high hopes for. Rank first one scary stories could have been mm. way better than my second one is Pet Cemetery. Oh, I I know people here have enjoyed it. Um, I just had more high hopes for what they were going to do, and uh, at least Mac and I are together. Felt flat then. for me. Yeah, I don't. So, <laughs> was I on? Was I on the podcast for Pet Cemetery? You weren't. You were a listener. That's right. I was a listener, and I remember talking to you about how I disagreed with everyone else on the podcast. And I was like, "We need this guy on here." I mean, I was like, "They don't even get it." <laughs> Do they even watch the same movie? Come on. <laughs> this is a classic Mac perspective. Yeah. So this is a movie that you guys reviewed and I was not present for. But, you know, I love Kathy Bates and I heard she won an Academy Award for her performance in this movie. So I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I watched Misery. Don't do this. Do not do this right now. And it was, in fact, a hot pile of horseshit. And oh my when goodness. I listened to you guys give it a universal slash, I was just like ripping my hair out. I was like, what movie did what? you guys watch? Because what? it was not good. The acting was bad. The dialogue was dumb. The whole premise was and like. when Paris mm. said that, I thought, let's get him on the show. You really <laughs> need to watch Castle Rock because they develop her as a character and it's amazing. I'm actually open to that because I feel like it had a lot of potential and it just did not satisfy me. Season two. I'm not sure who the actress is in it, but no kidding, she sounds just like Kathy Bates. It's the scariest thing ever. But also, like, what's scary about like like a like a Midwestern woman being like, "Oh crap, jeepers!" Like, no, that's no, that's not scary. Harris, you're a dirty bird. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Why so do we have you here? Honestly. So I have kind of a weird answer to this question. Something that was disappointing to me, which is maybe going to shock you guys. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast. Watching. It, the second time, oh yeah, not in a theater, not with the Dolby experience, was a disappointment. What? Because I know I was on this podcast, Raven, ranting and Raven, loving on this movie. I went around my whole life telling everybody how how obsessed I was with this movie, how great it is, and everything. And you know, like I said, we went to see it in Dolby, and like 
I truly believe that if you see a movie in Dolby at AMC, it's like a completely, like it makes you think the movie is 50% better than it really is. And I'm not trying to say that it chapter two is not good, but what I am trying to say is that watching it at home is disappointing. It's not the same. It doesn't have the excitement and the, the, the feeling that it has in the theater. And, and that's something that really hurt my feelings. Cause I really had to, I, I talked a lot of stuff to a lot of people and I had to just lay down and let it just understand that if you didn't see it in the theater, it's not the same. And I was sad about that. So I'm going to dig back into the archives for this disappointment. And it was one that I took personally. That is the train wreck that was produced by James Wan. The Curse of La Llorona. Oh. Because that was a moment to celebrate Hispanic culture, Hispanic heritage, Mexican culture. And you got your, bo- your girl Velma saying, have you ever heard of La Llorona? And it was just like yeah. such a weak story. It was like seen them once, seen them all. There was nothing unique about it. Uh, your girl disappears into puddles every once in a while. And it was just like there were no <laughs> stakes in the movie. That was the one that like I expected the most and got the least. This was like when our friendship truly started to bloom. And I remember asking you about this. Like I was just waiting to see what you would think. And I still haven't seen the movie because literally Chris was like, it was horrific. Like it was such a dud. Yeah, I haven't seen it either for that reason. But I'm, I'm always so curious. I'm watching crappy movies. Like people are like, it's horrible. I'm like, mm, but is it? You'd, you'd probably appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, go for it. You like James Wan, so you might like it. But here's the thing. Even when I dislike movies, I generally am like, oh, but like, give it a shot. You know, fuck it. Who, who, you know, it's still horror. This movie, I'm like, absolutely fucking not. They, they pick pieces of culture to try to represent but then they don't even cast people of color in the movie. Like, and the ones that they do are playing into really negative stereotypes. It's just a shitty production all around and in poor taste. You hate to see it. Absolutely. But let's move on to a happier time. Who are your all-time favorite villains? Freddy. That's it. <laughs> Captain Spencer, a.k.a. Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies. Ooh. So you. Good one. It is. is I, have, I remember watching that really young. And just like kept watching them anytime I could, which was typically on the sci-fi channel back in the day or whatever channel it was on. Just such a fun villain to watch. Do we have to just pick one? You can pick whatever you want. Can I pick my top three? Go ahead. Oh, okay. So we have Ghostface. Oh, good Typical. One. Yeah, he's just everywhere. You can't get away from him even if you're not watching the movie. He's the bomb. <laughs> Love him so much. Then I have, I cannot forget Babadook. <laughs> yes. Super a classic, scary. A classic he, Alexis yeah, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Coming down from the ceiling. And then um, I'm just going to go for someone just plain and simple, just going freaking psycho on his family, Jack Torrance. Mm-hmm. I like those picks. Here's Johnny. I love it. So iconic. And oh, I wish he could just be Benjamin Button. It just be getting younger instead of older. We get more stuff from him. I'm going to give mine to um, a monster. And it's probably because it's the only like Hollywood monster that I've ever actually found to be uh, effective. And that's uh, the creeper from Jeepers Creepers. Yes. My namesake. Oh, my God. Really? That's why you're the cowardly creeper? Yeah. I love Jeepers Creepers. Ah, oh, okay. That's exciting. But yeah, I remember when I first saw that, when he, there's, there's like a scene where like he reveals that he has like these giant fucking wings and that he can like just swoop into the sky at a moment's notice. And I was like, okay, this is actual bullshit. Get me the fuck out of here. 
Did y'all hear this is like the, you know how he comes in? Yeah. Every 23 years? Yes. Yeah. And this is the one. I was like, oh, it's so He's God. like. <laughs> it would be 2020. He's like juicy. Oh, gosh. Jeepers mm-hmm. Creepers. I can't believe I didn't think of of that series He's for scary, any of these yeah. answers. Oh, great job, Paris. I really appreciate <laughs> you here. <laughs> so I think mine are like fairly classic. Um, mine is going to be obviously like Michael Myers, number one. Number two is going to be Billy, the original, like unnamed, unfaced killer from uh, the original Black Christmas. And then number three, because God, that voice was so rich. It's going to be Candyman by Tony Todd. Oh, wait, oh. that's such a good one, too. Oh, man. Really good one. I see the disappointment in your eyes that you did not think of this. Did not Damn. think of it. I pick Candyman too, adding that to my roster. <laughs> All right. So we need draft picks. When we get Candyman 2020, I think he'll be on my list too. God, I'm praying we do. Oh, for sure. If not, I will boycott 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. I'm, I'm going dying. back to 2019. <laughs> and then just forward. <laughs> Honestly, I am so torn because I'm ridiculously excited for Candyman. But I'm also excited for Halloween Kills, and I don't know how I'm going to decide between the two of them. You don't have to decide. Yeah, ¿por qué no las dos? I guess not, but eventually one of them is going to be top supreme in my favorite horror movies. Because I haven't seen much of anything this year. All we have is the fucking grudge and the boy too. (laughs) All right, folks, now let's wind down here on our listener questions. Which classic horror movie would be way better with a modern twist? I have a really weird one. I want to see a modern twist on the fly. But I want it to star Jeff Goldblum because I feel like Jeff Goldblum now is so much quirkier and fun than he was back then. And I just like can't even imagine how entertaining that would be to see him in a modern fly. Very Mac of you. <laughs> um, mine, I more so thought of it as like a, a modern remake. And I'd love to see the faculty done really Ooh. well. <gasps> like I love that, but it definitely is you know, it's aged. Like life isn't like that anymore. I would just love to see a new version of that, but not overdone. Like the simplicity of the faculty redone would be so good. I support that. I will help fund that, Ryan. Uh, For me, I picked, um, like, so hear me out. Do you guys remember the Momo challenge? Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who don't, there was like this like viral challenge based on this like really ugly sculpture somebody made and they like cropped it into a screenshot. But basically the Momo challenge was like, this thing, it's kind of like Slenderman adjacent, where like if somebody gave you the Momo challenge, you'd have to like do all these crazy things that eventually led you to either like kill yourself or kill your parents. And it was like this viral thing and like kids were taking it way too far. But if that was like utilized in a reimagining of the ring, because the ring was kind of like the first viral video, it was just on VHS. Yes. And Samara and Momo have a lot of similarities in how they look. Yep. So I feel like this could play out as something watchable. I appreciate that answer, and I feel like it would differentiate it enough from the other stuff that I saw that I would really enjoy it. Thank you. But then, is it, like, different? Uh, The only thing is I would need it to be set apart from all the other, like, internet, like, you got a phone call, you got a text message, you got an email, now you're going to die. Or if you don't forward this to 10 people, you'll have bad luck. Yeah. (laughs) That was mine. I didn't know what Momo Challenge is. She needs a horror movie debut. She, She does. She does, for sure. Um, I took this as like either something you'd remake like a past one kind of like Mac thought um, but the one I thought was already done well I wasn't too creative one of the two it's um, definitely Child's Play the reboot mm. I like how they took uh, you know 
something being possessed and like let's flip it and it's all ai where everything's connected like i think your heart is connected to the ipad which is connected to the lights and the tv (laughs) true (laughs) you're not wrong no joke i got a smart air fryer pulled up my phone and told it to preheat and it dinged and told me when it was done and then i put the food in and then 25 minutes later beautifully uh you know cooked chicken can you do that on an oven amazon has a smart oven Okay, I need that because I'm forever like, oh, I need to bake something. But I'm like, oh, I ain't waiting 25 minutes for that shit to heat up. Preheating like, the oven is the worst part of life at this yeah. current <laughs> at this current time. There's no reason technology and can't. That's why they have an Instapot advance. now. Yep. <laughs> Wait, I have this like old shitty oven and it preheats in like under five minutes. It's, it's probably unsafe. <laughs> it honestly doesn't actually take that long to preheat. It's just the... The, you just want to put it in, yeah. Eh, it's the worst. Just like a preliminary step is too much. Man, first world problems for the win. <laughs> so I'm going to go an 80 slasher here because I feel like the dialogue that's already in it is ripe for uh, being being appropriate in the times that we live in. And it's one that I think Ryan enjoyed at least one character in. And that's the 1982 film, The Slumber Party Massacre. Love it. Love it. I'd watch this remake. I mean, women fight back against a man who says, you know you want it. What's better than that in 2020? I feel like it would end up being really bad again, though. (laughs) Like, just ridiculous, you know? Sometimes you see an original and they don't want to... They just want to keep that going, that that ridiculousness. All right. Now that's going to bring us to our final question of the evening, which will... Take us right into a really fun game. This listener asks, if you could all play in the same horror movie, which character would each of you play? Now, we do have a list here. I think we're going to maybe throw out the uh, the character type, and then we can all vote on who would be who. First up, let's go with the non-believer, the person who doesn't suspect there's actually any serious trouble here. Mac. I put Ryan because she doesn't believe in ghosts or aliens. Oh, true. If it's yes. supernatural, I'm out. I don't. I, you guys are being dumb. Don't be silly. Let's just go to sleep. I think Mac. Yeah, I think you're right because I'll probably come up with some like, you know, positivism going on. Like, let's just think like maybe something else is going on in their life and they're just having a really bad day and they just need some space. It's not a serial killer. We're going to yeah. be fine. I'd probably yeah. use logic to try to work my way out of it. So Sounds like Max winning. I support Mac. Yeah. It looks like everyone nominated me anyway. All right. So Mac is the non-believer and you, you may have won first, but that doesn't mean you die first or maybe you do. Now let's go with the jock. Alexis. Oh, I yeah. was going to say Chris or Ryan. <laughs> I feel the like jock? do any of us have any athletic ability? She loves sports and she plays sports. Didn't you like just go like walking or running or some crap like that today or yesterday? Yeah, I don't like sports. <laughs> Aren't just, you like, wearing a tank top and leggings right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm the jock. I'm the jock guy. Like the Lululemon jock. I was gonna go wild card here. I was gonna go our boy Peach, who actually isn't okay. Oh, yes. That's true. Ooh, that's perfect. And would not have died first, but like many jocks, will probably have died in the effort to protect other people. Hmm. Yes, that's 100% correct. Yep, I think we're going Peach. <laughs> All right, then let's move on to the pretty one, Paris. Ryan. Hello? I was going to say Alexis <laughs> or Ryan. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going Paris as well because I could definitely see a scene in the movie. They don't have to choose between us. I feel like the- <laughs> no, you're, no, no, you're no. going to be doing something like there's going to be a serial killer out there and you're going to be like, 
oh no 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 not until i get my hair right i, I did like, think uh, that like oh look at those truly. uh yeah if you think like the prissy pretty one it's paris it's yeah, not it either definitely of us. Is not <laughs> yeah. of us. i'm the one that has like a 20 minute bathroom scene for no reason <laughs> we're like yes. here in a ponytail we're running we're out yeah <laughs> i agree with the sentiment he's either the girl in, in cabin fever who shaved her legs or the girl in 13 ghosts who washed her face for an extended period <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i'll own that all right let's move then into the nerd that's chris you know that's you chris yes, yeah that's it's chris, chris. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the Star Wars nerd specifically. Ah, I respectfully disagree, but that's fine. Let's move that. Seems pretty unanimous. <laughs> uh, then we have the final girl or boy. Alexis, final girl. Really? I have Ryan or Chris. Yeah. You like killing people. I had Chris because she knows a lot about horror. Nah, <laughs> I, I think Chris dips. Alexis is out here fighting because I feel like you just want to slice people. <laughs> Ooh, hold on. I know Alexis well. And I also know that when we asked a similar question way back in the day, Alexis said she would hide like a motherfucker. Which mm. would make me the would final girl. Correct. Because I would be hiding while y'all are dead. Correct. I think Alexis is campaigning for final girl. So here's how I'm thinking about it. First movie, Chris is the final girl. Doesn't make it through the sequel, though, because sequel rules. Mm. So that's okay. how that works. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So we have the ranking of final girls in order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's Chris and Alexis. Oh, okay. You guys are going to... Between the first movie and the sequel, that's how that's going to go. I get the sequel. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it's a good sequel. (laughs) Shit. Spoiler alert, it's not. Give it to the Hispanic girls to survive. Well, that's how it works because, so Chris, if you don't make it through the sequel, they have to replace you with another, you know, Hispanic actress. So that's what they would do. Because they have demographics (laughs) to check, right? Right. Or they just recast the same character as Alexis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chris wasn't available for the sequel. Wow. How did Chris suddenly get hot and feminine? <laughs> All right, then let's move into surprising sharpshooter. And for me, this was easy. It was Ryan. I have Ryan, oh, yeah. too. Yes. Wow. Yes. I voted myself also, so I'm very proud of this. <laughs> yeah, the surprising thing. Well, I guess if you all voted me, it's not surprising. But yeah. I like to think we I have talents. Okay. I mean, we all know that you can't survive a, a zombie movie, but in any other situation... I feel like you would, you would, whatever weapon you had, you'd be making headshots every time. Yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> I mean, you don't train for nothing, Ryan. So true. And look, we all voted you. So, yeah, sure, it may not be most surprising, but by nature, the answer is the, the answer to the question is think about the person you would expect to be, then who would you not expect to be? And that's how you answer it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there it is. Now, that I think paints the picture of who we'd each be in a horror movie, but. Let's go into our slasher superlatives. Paris, do you want to describe what we're doing here? Yeah. So you guys remember in high school when people were voted like most likely to succeed or like best dressed or that shit. It's like that, but spooky. Politics. <laughs> I was it. never in any of those. You had to be one of the cool kids. Yeah, I never won any superlatives. You had to be popular. Yeah. I won best dressed and I, I wore you did, garbage Paris. clothes. I literally had no style. Were you wearing Abercrombie? <laughs> literally. Yeah. In the photo, it's okay. like a, me in like a shitty Hollister flannel and like ripped jeans. It's like so gross. But I was the only openly gay guy in my school. So they were like, he should get best dressed. Just stereotypes. Exactly. Um, Okay, so our first one. And this one might be one of the most controversial, but most likely to die first. Paris. No. (laughs) Is it me? I think you're, I think you would just be like chaotic. (laughs) I, I respect that nomination and I offer a counter nomination. Who is it? Ryan. Only because of what she has said in the past. A, 
if this is a quiet place, she's going to go try to go up to the aliens and tell a joke. <laughs> this zombie movie, she wants to get taken out first anyway. <laughs> to be fair, I am the cowardly creeper. Yes, <laughs> I think I'd be most likely to leave the scene of anything going on, to be honest. Well, that's not a category, Ryan, so it's not an option. <laughs> I mean, I'll accept it. If I die first, it has to be like a Drew Barrymore first death. So Ryan and I made a nomination. What, Mac, what do you and Alexis think? This is a this is a tough one right here, to be honest. Because I feel like Paris would end up with a good death scene. But yes. I don't know if it's the first death scene. Like a Paris uh, Hilton. A Paris Hilton. Yeah, I definitely scene. die. I think we can all agree on that. Oh, yeah. Iconic <laughs> right. Paris Hilton. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. Is that in House of Wax? Because I haven't seen that. But yes. it sounds like yes. I should. It's it was amazing. You should see that. Just that scene. Also okay. watch the rest of the movie. But <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with with Ryan for specifically dying first for uh. the reasons Chris has mentioned. Because Ryan has told us previously how she would or would not survive. Mostly would not. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't defend myself here. <laughs> I am going with Paris because, but it's gonna be an iconic. It's gonna be iconic. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. From, it has to be. It has to be. I appreciate no, no, that. No other way. Ryan, we can <laughs> die first together. I think Ooh, that's a tie. Plot twist. <laughs> to tie. I was going to vote for myself or Alexis, so it doesn't really help anything. <laughs> okay, so there our second one. Most likely to plot twist turn out to be the killer. Alexis. Me? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what are your reasons? Did you hear that fucking laugh? <laughs> um, the <laughs> laugh. The things that she said about what she would do if the purge was real. <laughs> oh, not true. Valid. The valid. amount of... Um, Torture she likes in her movies. <laughs> All those scorned exes. Very true. So they true. are gone. But we way. wouldn't be the victims if Alexis was the plot twist killer. I don't know. This could be like a Muffy Buffy situation going on here where we come over and think we're getting some good snacks and we're getting poisoned or something. <laughs> a Muffy Buffy situation. No, I mean, it's just salmonella poisoning. Don't worry. Just because I cooked everything together. Mac, you're the one that brought a cake tonight. So and there's With a, a knife, knife in, in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> If anybody's going to be sabotaging via food, it's you. <laughs> okay, so we have one vote for Alexis. Alexis, who do you vote for? Yes, I think it's going to be for Mac, actually. I think you are just someone who's very stealthy that's like, hey, I like want to make this fun and I'm going to go kill someone. I don't know. And it's not, <laughs> I, I have no reason for this. There's no, nothing that you've ever said other than like, you have a creepy ass laugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> might already be a robot. Yes, it might already be a robot. He so. would also have like some sort of like insane justification for the whole thing, you know, because Mac has a reason for everything. Mac does nothing with no purpose. Yeah, yeah. Be like a dramatic dramatic this would be like, I wanted revelation. to leave us with a legacy. <laughs> I'm on board with this. I think Mac is most likely to be the killer. I mean, statistically, I'm sure like Heather could probably back us up on this, but I am. <laughs> I am a male. I'm between the ages of 30 and 40. And you look white. And I look white. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's probably most likely, like in real life, most likely me. Not that I would ever do that. Mm, the numbers don't lie. I voted Mac, but also possibly Chris, because she knows so much about these things that I could see it like, you know, inspiring her. And also she's just like put up with so much bullshit that I could see it, you know, get into her one day <laughs> can i just disclaim that none of us are going to be killers <laughs> yes right. absolutely look i think i am nothing without the incredible level of composure i've maintained throughout my life right but great point until when <laughs> compassion <laughs> you know so what's our verdict here mac i guess it's a mixed bag cool mac i'm just i'm writing them down for future reference okay go for it future reference 
Yeah. Are these being held against us? We should have like yearbook style things. That'd be fun. Okay, next one. Most likely to show nip. Paris. Whether it be a full... What? Paris, I think you're doing I mean, it right now. Yeah, yeah we see your nipples all the time. <laughs> as soon as you change your shirt, I was like, yep, he's trying to cover it. Listen, yeah. This one I had to like stretch out a little bit so it covered the nip. Okay, so I'm dying first with a topless scene. <laughs> that's what's happening yes. to me. No, Easy. you're not topless. You're wearing a mesh tank. Yes. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> right, that was easy. Okay. No debate there. <laughs> Most likely to suggest splitting up. Ryan. Dude, yes, you I guys are so wrong. I knew you were about to save me and you're I wrong. <laughs> I was about to defend myself before anybody even answered. I'm not about splitting up. I don't play that game. I would go Alexis because she'd want to split up to hide. I feel like Alexis wants to oh, do something, you know? Yeah. like. Mm. But Ryan is so take charge that I could definitely see her just being like, all right, Chris. Paris, yes, Alexis, you I guys over here. I'm Matt, you do this, and I'm going to go over there. No, but that's a dumb move. And 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 Ryan is take charge as she is. Like Alexis would do it out of preserving her own life. Yes. But Ryan would see safety in numbers. Yeah, I, I when when chaos happens, I do not split up. And when people start saying things like that, I'm like, this is a dumb idea. What are you talking about? I would, if I would disregard my own smart decisions based on being able to be with the group if the group wanted to do something and i thought that was the dumbest thing ever i'd still go do it with them so that i wasn't separated oh see i'd be like no we're not that's fair oh, see, I was so it sounds Mac like it's for this it sounds like it's alexis then. but i also think it's stupid when people do that in movies i was like yep of course they're splitting up <laughs> but you would split up because you're likely to survive in small spaces there you go. Very Sorry, true. there's only one person that fits in this dryer. <laughs> <laughs> and then the killer you, comes and turns it on. I mean, I guess you could choose me. Till a head gets thrown in there. I'm like, oh, shit. If I'm most yeah. likely secretly the killer, I would probably want everyone to split up. Very true. See, I was thinking Mac would be able to just like rationalize it in a way that's like so logical that we're all like, oh, I guess this does make sense. That's true. And I would probably be like, all right, here's our priorities. We need to get gas in the car. Someone needs to turn the car on and make sure that it works. <laughs> link up at point B where we're going to pass the keys over to. But the, the link up at point B never happens. And, happens. <laughs> and then the killer takes the keys and throws them out. Always. We're doing everything together. You've been playing Friday the 13th, the game. So who's, who is it? I'm still going to Lexus. Yeah, sorry, Alexis. All right, I'll take it. Maybe all of us would instantly go, we need to split up immediately to survive. (laughs) We all don't trust each other, clearly. (laughs) You hide under the couch. You hire. One of you is the killer. Okay, speaking of getting one another killed, who is the most likely to forget to silence their phone? Alexis. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I'm so bad at technology. I could totally see that. (laughs) She would be like, I did silence it. I do remember one time we were recording the podcast and Paige was in the middle of a very serious answer and then an Instagram. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like scrolling. But, you know, when you actually press it and then it comes on, I was like, whoops. And I was just like literally scrolling so bad. (laughs) She was trying to look at like this horror meme that she had saw earlier to show us. And then just all of a sudden some video starts playing. We're like, what the fuck? (laughs) You have to go into the settings and choose always when you're using do not disturb. Just remember that because if your screen's lit up, it's still going to still going to notify you. Yeah. Well, so when I pull it down on the top and press a little half moon, that doesn't work sometimes. But uh, if you're looking at your phone, it's still going to notify you unless you go and change that setting. So, yeah, you got to do that. The more, you know. All right. So just a recap here. We have Mac is the non-believer. Which means he's also the killer. There yes, that makes so much sense. Yeah, we have Peach is the jock who's probably going to end up dying trying to protect all of us. We have Paris is the pretty one who is probably going to die first and to show nip while doing so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I 
am the nerd, and then Ryan is the surprising sharpshooter who will also die quickly somehow. <laughs> She'll also die quickly somehow. And then I might survive the first movie, but Alexis is going to be my replacement in the sequel. This is insane. <laughs> Until she leaves her phone on and gets found in the closet. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> oh, no, that's amateur moves. Hiding in a closet is amateur moves. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to make it through the third movie. It's the dryer, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> that's big under brain. Under the sink? No one's looking under the sink. Yeah, well, go fuck yourself if you're in paranormal activity because the ghosts are going to open all the cabinets. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Very true. I'm, I'm screwed. So basically... They know where I'm at either way. They're ghosts. I'm not, so... <laughs> So Alexis is not even in Hacker Slash, like the original. The rest of us die in that movie, except for Chris. Chris survives into Hacker Slash 2 Electric Boogaloo and then doesn't make it through. But then you show up, take over, but you definitely don't survive uh, Season of the Witch. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you're brutal over here. Because you hide under the sink. <laughs> and the killer's a plumber. I'm sorry, you missed a very important part. You killed everyone. In the Mad first yeah, one, true. not all three of them. <laughs> Because Chris takes me out in the first one. Maybe Alexis is in the first one, but like as a character we don't recognize, and she reinvents herself for the second one. Yeah, because no one paid attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some rumors, right? So like Scream 5 is going to be coming out, and it's going to be going to production. David Arquette has already been announced to return. And one thing I'm personally hoping for is that Kirby, who Hayden Panettiere played in Scream 4, I hope she's alive because she's never officially confirmed as being dead. And hey, if she can come back and scream five, that's going to make it a good time. Just like the case could be for Alexis. But see, I could also see Ryan coming back because she wasn't actually dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. And then that's when she gets to flex her sharpshooter skills. Well, I'm going to want to know what our, our listeners think. We've painted a really interesting picture so far. And honestly, thank you for making it to the end of this episode. Uh, it's been 100 episodes, which is insane to me. Uh, when I first thought about doing this nearly three years ago. I didn't even know if we would make it to episode one or episode 10, 20, 50. And thank you all for spending time and joining this team. I am so lucky to have every one of you here. And some of the best memories I've had of my late 20s into my 30s now have come from this very podcast. Oh, that's I'm cute. Thankful. Can we can we all thank Chris? Because like, look at the friendships we've we've built. Look at the times we've had and the laughs that we've had. And all the drinks that we've consumed. <laughs> yeah, there's a, we should literally, I'm just putting it in the air, uh, truly White Claw, feel free to sponsor us. Uh, we've <laughs> drank plenty of they have your supported, products. They've supported many a podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> many tangents that uh, I have gone off on or many um, vulgar things, <laughs> vulgar <laughs> things I have said on this podcast. But no, seriously, it's been great to work with everyone. I know when I first started this podcast just has like changed into something like so great. And it's just awesome. Like some days I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm this. I'm that. But then I think about, I'm like, you know what? Nothing makes this better than like watching movies that I like watching that not necessarily, not everyone likes watching horror movies. And it's nice to be able to share that kind of excitement and with you guys. And I love it. Even when it's a terrible 80 slasher that we hate, it's <laughs> still worth watching and still worth coming to the podcast. I think I'm, I'm thankful to be here for, I think I've been here for about 50 episodes more or less and me and mac are kind of on a similar timeline a little bit different and i know i've missed a few um but it's been so fun and it's so cool and like there's nothing more like 
cool in life than when someone comes up to you and is like, oh, I listened to the episode that you guys did on this movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did watch that. I did talk about that in public <laughs> on the Internet where everybody can listen. I forgot about that. I mean, I've, I've been here for the shortest amount of time, but I remember... When I met Chris, uh, she was like, yeah, I have a horror podcast. And I was like, okay, cool. Is it good though? And she was like, I don't know. You can listen to it. And I listened to it and I was like, wait, this is good. Um, and I just like fell in love with you guys as a cast. And I was like, Chris, I need to be a part of this podcast because one, there's a lot of hot takes you guys are missing out on. Two, you guys just have so much fun and I'm so glad to be a part of it. Oh, thank you. We're happy to have you. Absolutely. <laughs> Even when you pull those monstrous offenses like Hacking Scream too, Dude. <laughs> We'll let it slide. Listen, the the movie itself says that sequels are bad. So I was just listening to the movie. Mm, sure, sure. Well, there you have it, folks. This has been a feel-good time. And as promised, we will be back on Friday with another movie review. Uh, this time it's going to be Ryan's pick. So brace yourself for that. I wonder if she's going to give us another hack. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. We'll see. Uh, we kind of have this joke where you can pick a movie, but then you have to be on like a almost 50 episode probationary period just to make sure you stick around. So we did Max pick that was Suspiria. And now we're on Ryan's pick, which is 13 Ghosts. It took so long to get here. I really thought I got booted out the calendar, to be honest. And uh, kind, <laughs> of, kind of low-key. I'm low just key. on a like, seasonal theme this year. Okay? <laughs> That's <okay>. all. <laughs> No, nah, it's okay. We're just going to have to start getting back to selling random number generation to make sure we get things shuffled back up again. It'll be all right. Um, keep in mind, folks, that we love hearing from you. Uh, like I said, all these questions were submitted by our listeners. And at any point, if you have a question, if you have a thought, uh, if you have something you just want to share with us, feel free to reach out to us. And you can find us at our website, hackerslash.com. And on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I, for one, really want to know who the listeners think the superlative should have gone to, because I think they're probably different than us knowing each other. Um, so you can hit us up at the hacker slash hotline and you can text us, call us, leave us a voicemail or an audio message. Our number is 757-606-0128. And if you think it's absolutely amazing that my girlfriend for our 100th episode made us a beautiful cake complete with our logo on top, and blood dripping down the sides, you can send us an email to feedback at hackerslash.com. And if you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, consider becoming one of our patrons. Check out patreon.com slash hackerslash where you can earn cool perks for as low as $1 a month. Oh, absolutely. And thank you to all the new patrons we've gotten. We got like a, an influx recently, which is super exciting. Uh, but for all of you out there who are listening, we'll see you next time.